If you like baseball, then this is your show. Noah and Brian and Adam will host. Trashing on the umps and making hot takes. We love Joe Panic because he rakes. Yeah! It's non-stop baseball podcast. It's non-stop baseball Welcome back to the Nonstop Baseball Podcast for episode 110. I have not done an intro in quite some time. I am Brian. I have Adam with me today. Hey, hey. Noah went back to school, so uh, mentally, I wish the boy some luck. Yeah, dealing that's... with those kids. <laughs> Yikes! Yeah, no, I couldn't imagine. I left working with kids quite a while ago, and I do not know if I could go back. Yeah. Not, uh, I never have worked with kids. I won't. Um, I don't have the bandwidth. (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. (laughs) Uh, if you want to check us out on Twitter or Instagram, we're at nonstop BB pod. If you were following us on Twitter, you got to see, uh, the nonstop baseball podcast created their own roster move, like some professional teams. And I'll just read it out on the podcast because it's a little fun. Hashtag nonstop BB pod roster moves. Uh, co-host Brian Pedro plays on the 10-day injury list retroactive to August 1st with a sore right hammy. So I got a couple more days to return from my sore hammy that I pulled playing softball. Yeah, tragic. Yeah, man. I think that uh, just screams in my face that I'm closer to 30 than ever, more than anything else. <laughs> hey, look, man. Could have been a whole lot worse. Very much. I could have torn it. It has thankfully just pulled minimal bruising. Uh, Absolutely wonderful. Hopefully I can uh, function like a normal human sometime soon. But mentally, I don't know if that's possible because this week of baseball. Dude. Is about as insane as any week of baseball has been in quite some time. I nutty. (laughs) Yeah, man. I mean, dude, we have dysfunctional organizations. We have teams coming off the trade deadline hot. We have teams coming off the trade deadline ice cold. cold. Oh, my God. We have random guys just getting called up and popping off. We have the Giants finally admitting some people maybe (laughs) should have been sent down quite some time ago. Um, Man, where do we want to start? Got to start with the good, right? Framber Valdez, a... Absolute beauty. 93 pitch, no hitter. That's a Maddox. Uh, Maddox is a sub-100 pitch complete game. A Maddox no hitter is just unreal. What a what a, what a game. Dude, this week has been so insane. I almost don't care a no hitter happening. <laughs> I, it, it is crazy that, the, that a no hitter happening is... Kind of minor news. <laughs> yeah, like I, I didn't even like I forgot that was this week. <laughs> yeah, it was on Tuesday. Um, uh, shout out the Guardians who have been no hit more than anybody else in baseball in the last three years yeah. by a considerable margin. Just also, staying sh- strong. Shout out Martin Maldonado. He's caught three of yeah. them now. I mean, do you know what's crazy about Maldonado is like you always hear about how good a catcher he is, right? Yeah. And then like, obviously, he's caught three no hitters tied for the second most all time. Like that sounds great, and then you look at his like defensive metrics, and he's they awful. Just don't line up. Yeah, yeah he's it's just actually like, terrible. <laughs> it has to be he's like a really good game caller because there's no way to like look at metrics for that, right? Yeah, that's kind of a tough one. Like the only way that you get any quote unquote metrics on game calling is just like anecdotal pitchers talking about yeah. it. Like, and I mean that was always something. They must love them. Yeah, and they must they must care. Yeah, because like I remember that was always something that you would hear sometimes about like the Giants pitching staff and Posey mm-hmm. was like people wanted Posey catching for them, not just because of whatever defensive ability Posey had, but they just liked the way Posey called games. And so you're like, okay, yeah. that must be a thing that he's really good at. <laughs> he caught a perfect game. So pretty good some truth might, might be to that one. Uh, but yeah, congrats Framber Valdez. And you know, it's about that time of the year where the Astros just turn it up and be like, yeah, we're here. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, the Astros still are like a top three team in baseball. <laughs> we are, in fact, the Astros. Yep. Yeah, so Astros being good. Maybe that's why this isn't as significant. Uh, that's but what it. is significant is there's a team that decided, do you know what? We have a lot of young talent. Let's not go put pitching around this roster. 
And the Cincinnati Reds have been <laughs> down horrendously bad. I feel like that's the only way I can define it. I mean, I think their starting pitchers since the All-Star break have like a collective 11 ERA. It's bad. Which, that's uh, not ideal. <laughs> been blown out a couple times here. <laughs> yeah. Not exactly uh, what you want to see from your starting pitching. <laughs> so looking back, do you think the Reds should have made a move for pitching, or do you think they're kind of I, in that spot where they are okay I, that they waited out? I mean, I was high on the Reds pitching preseason. I still think they're just, I mean, they're obviously super underperforming. They're, they needed, I think they needed a, a veteran better. presence. Though. They need. They should have gotten a pitcher, though, for sure. Yeah. Um, maybe they do some off-season hunting for it, um, but I mean, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, they're definitely one of the teams that's interesting because, like, right trade deadline time, they're in that wild card spot. Now they are out of it, I believe. I don't have the standings in front of me, but I believe their tailspin has brought them out of that. Let me pull them up. But I, I don't know. I like, I didn't think the Reds really were gonna make the playoffs. So Reds, I was Reds okay. are half a game up over the Cubs. For okay, a while so the Cubs spot. are surging. The Reds are falling. That's definitely something to watch. Uh, but the thing is that we didn't expect is the Marlins and the Diamondbacks, and you could throw the Mets in there, all just riding five, six-game losing spree. Yeah, like they're just... I mean, I don't want to say I'm not surprised by it, but like... I mean, I'm not surprised by told... the Mets. Like the Mets one makes sense. Whatever. Yeah. They kind of full-sold, right? Like that sort of... that That tracks... And I don't know. I'd say the Diamondbacks is the most surprising. D-backs one is surprising to get swept. But it's a young roster. Like, yeah, that's going to happen with young teams. To get swept by the Twins and and drop three or four against the Giants, definitely not a good, not a good look. Um, especially that that division series. You that's you know that's the team that you're directly competing against right now for for your playoff spots. Yeah. So I think that's just the Giants' big brothering. Sure. The Diamondbacks being like, "Oh, you think you're you think you're back? Hey, you're not back. <laughs> you're not back, buddy. You're not that guy. <laughs> you're not that guy, pal." But um, yeah, no, the Diamondbacks. I mean, dude, all those teams we just named in tailspins. I mean, there's a couple other one significant other team in a tailspin, and I will say that is the Los Angeles Angels. Uh, I mean, just this recent Look, this recent stretch, the Angels have lost six. Seattle is one five. They've flipped in in the sta- like standing wise. Yeah, you're looking at a fourth place it's, Angels team. It's Seattle's seven looking a, at that last wild card spot, going, "We're coming." Yeah, we're coming for it. So I mean, they got a <laughs> that's a rough they one. Got a long way to go. That AL wild a card is a rough one. But I mean, dude, Seattle was significantly black, uh, significantly back at some point. And now they're sitting there three games behind. I think we kind of just like forgot about Seattle. I mean, it's not as much that and we then, forgot like, about them. It's it's Seattle was they're showing just slowly. Yeah. Back. Well, yeah. Slow. I mean, they were really they weren't showing that sort of that that sort of uh, push that we were like, yeah, they're a wild card team. There was just other yeah. teams that were doing more. Um, you know, it's it's really difficult to to look at an AL wild card where. Um, the Orioles, the Rays, the Jays, the Rangers, and the Astros are all vying for whether it's division or a wild card spot. There's just not a lot of room. There, there is a scenario where we're at the end of the year, and I mean the Yankees and the Red Sox. Like, I'll almost say it now. They're both done. <sighs> they got and, real tough battles, I think, <laughs> and. Like Seattle's trying to chase down Toronto. That would be insane if we see the Blue Jays, the Red Sox, and the Yankees all miss the playoffs with yeah. the Orioles winning the division. That like, would be wild. That would be absolutely insane. Um yeah, dude. We've had we had a lot of dysfunction across baseball this week. Dude, yeah, I mean the Yankees dysfunction is <laughs> I think one of the crazy. I don't even know this full story. One. I just know like what I mean, Herman went on the. Oh, that's not even the uh, the full Yankee dysfunction that I'm talking about. There's well, another. Yeah, there's great way one, more. There's way more. But that one is a but big one. Let's um, start here. Yeah, Domingo Herman, um, 
unfortunately through a perfect game earlier this year um is in rehab now for alcohol abuse this is a problem he's had for a long time it's the it's all the way back to the reason that we don't particularly like domingo herman which is the fact that he beat up his wife um this dude's a domestic abuser um or maybe then girlfriend either way doesn't matter um but alcohol was at the root of that one too but apparently was flipping a couch smashing tvs going crazy like just making jabs at teammates um teammates who just got sent down from what i'm reading yeah um just just an absolutely like (laughs) full-on just yeah breakdown drunken drunken rage (laughs) in the uh that is in your locker room and uh yeah allegedly they tried to yeah get him to sweat out the alcohol or whatever which is stupid not a good thing to do um sweat out the alcohol yeah it's psycho it's just it's insane i i I think they just i think that was more of just like where else can we just yeah where can we just throw this dude throw him in the sauna (laughs) maybe but either way he's he is now uh He's now out doing restricted list I mean, for alcohol abuse. I, I said it on the when he th- after he threw his perfect game, like he's had about as insane of a season, like just not even including his domestic violence past, but just this year with the like suspension for the sticky stuff, the like dominant yeah. promising performances, then got b- blown up and then the perfect game. And now this it's just like, dude, this is just yeah dude's a mess um i mean yeah i hope yeah. he figures his issues out though i really do i hope everyone oh for sure yeah i i don't but... i don't wish any person to just wallow in their yeah. in their uh in their evilers in their evils as it yeah. is but um yeah clearly something's going on in that dude's head though for so. sure <laughs> speaking of going on in people's head this oh. anthony rizzo stuff coming out of new york is insane i don't know yeah. if you've seen any of this Um, Yes. So this, I think, goes with a continuous line of dysfunction on the Yankees. And this is a different like Domingo Herman. Like, yeah, that's That's personal. Yeah. Well, they they, honestly, though, like it doesn't just become that bad overnight. Like, oh, for sure. The organization probably neglected a lot for it to get to that point. And the way the Yankees handle injuries, this Anthony Rizzo one is pathetic. This is insane. Yeah, so this Anthony Rizzo thing that we're talking about. Rizzo, um, middle of this week, I think Wednesday, got uh, sent to the IL for a likely concussion. That was what they said. And uh, the Yankees organization basically said that they traced this back to a, t- to a collision that he had with Fernando Tatis in May. And if you look at his splits before and after, it's like nuts. Home. His splits yeah. before, so the 53 games that he played prior to this happening, he had 11 home runs, batting 304 with an 880 OPS. The 46 games after that, only one home run, batting 172 with a sub 500, a 496 OPS. Um, yeah. Also came out, literally the next series, Rizzo was like, I don't feel good. And they had him play. And he's just been trucking through it for literal months. That's insane. That is like medical malpractice. That's a straight up unacceptable thing for an organization to do. The medical malpractice goes way beyond that because you have Jose Trevino who went on the injured list in July with a wrist issue. And he said his wrist had been hurting since spring training. Like that bad since spring training. So they just neglected it for months. Like I get trying to play through it for a bit, but if it's that bad where you got to go on the injury yeah. list, well, yeah. how do you play through it for months? And and Rizzo, like Rizzo saying like, dude, like he's had this like f- brain fogginess and just yeah. not feeling no. like the, you know, the way like, he should. I've had concussions. They are, they're no joke. Oh, like, yeah. Dude. They take you out of commission. Yeah. And, dude, and it it goes way on with the Yankees because then you have the Giancarlo Stanton clip. Did you see this clip? Yeah. Where he gets like thrown out on a like so he's on second base. There's a hit to the outfield, and like it's an easy score for ninety nine percent of MLB players. They're scoring there, right? And Giancarlo Stanton is in a full on home run trot from second. Yeah, just completely like phoning it in, jogging, and he's thrown out by a mile. 
the thing is, he's hurt. Yeah. Like, that. that's what, like, 100%, he's been dealing with a knee issue, and, like, they want him in the lineup, that's cool, but then come out and say, hey, he can't run. This is, just, But we have to play him because we need his bat. And, like, people would be like, okay, but, like, now we're just mad at Stanton for not being able to run. Yeah, but and it, it, it's and this is the thing like to me is like, OK, so with like Rizzo. OK, cool. Mm-hmm. So you let him sit and let yeah. the concussion symptoms pass and you lose him for two series, maybe at uh, worst two weeks, maybe three or four it, series or I mean, concussions could go way long, though. But yeah, you know, for sure. But, you know, I, you know, airing on on more the sort of average ish. Kind of what what you you normally see out of it. Or you force him to play through it, never get over it, and you deal with, frankly, a terrible, like, below replacement level player for two months. And now you have to lose him to the aisle anyway. It is an insane thing that that is something that an organization has allowed to happen. And another thing is Josh Donaldson gets put on the 60-day IL because he can't play because he's so hurt. Yeah. And a week and a half later, he's taking batting practice on the field. What yeah. are the Yankees doing? Like, they're just I don't know. full on malpracticing. Like, <laughs> I just... The Yankees are in a complete tailspin. And honestly, like, I know they're, they're like the team everyone likes to hate on and people are enjoying to see this. But baseball is better when the Yankees are dominant. It, like, that may be controversial to say. But, like, the Yankees are a perfect bad guy for baseball. And them being so dysfunctional, they suck, just is bad for the game, in my opinion. I I mean, I, I will argue against the baseball is better when the Yankees are dominant. That's, I think, just wrong. Okay, maybe not but dominant, but I like, will, when they but, are a good but team, I will like, say, when they're competing. But I will say baseball is better when all 30 organizations are competent. Well, that's never, like, <laughs> like we're never going to get 30 competent teams no, like that's sure. Never. But but getting a major one that you expect to be competent struck off that list is not good. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, dude. So, like, OK, so maybe dominant is like when the Yankees are winning the World Series on going on their World Series stretch. Like, OK, maybe that's not baseball at its best. But when the Yankees are a top eight team in baseball, it's good for the game. Sure, I it mean just that's just is. your big. It's your biggest market team, pretty much, and, and they're just a good bad guy. Like they are sure. the best bad guy team in baseball, and like sure. the Astros took it from them for a couple years, and like everyone had their fun hating on the Astros and the Astros being the bad guy. But I feel like that phase is already over, and like last year we went back to the Yankees being the bad guy. Yeah, and like, and the Yankees play that part well, and they, they just do, and yeah. it's just. Like, this type of dysfunction we should not see coming out of an organization like the Yankees, right? No, Like, for this sure. is the type of dysfunction you would expect. Like, if someone's telling you coming out of Oakland, Kansas City, well, it is coming out of the White Sox also. Boy, oh, boy. We'll get to that. But, like, those are the organizations you're not surprised if dysfunction's coming out of. Yeah, but you don't the expect big it. market, the Yankees, the Mets, the Red Sox, the yeah, Dodgers, I mean... the Giants, like, those classic teams yeah your your stalwart franchises yeah yeah and i mean i guess the white Sox, in a sense is like a stalwart franchise even though they suck but we'll get to that in a second but the yankees it's just pathetic how they're currently operating yeah it's it's dumb that's really dumb boy oh boy well where do you want to go next i was gonna say one thing I yeah. am excited about since the trade deadline. Sure, go ahead. I'm just going to mix up. We got to give some time between the Yankees and the, yes. the White Sox. But, uh, I mean, I was a bit worried when the Angels were going for it. Mm. <laughs> but because I was like, man, Otani might stay in Los Angeles. <laughs> now that they lost six in a row, no shot. This guy, they are below 500. They went from we're going to go for it to we have borderline no chance. They are seven and a half games out. Uh, the Angels are dysfunctional, but like in a unique way where they try to be functional. Yeah, the 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, to be fair, a lot of this skid, two of it was against the Braves, the rest of it against the Mariners, and the Mariners, you know, how much of it is the Mariners surging more than the Angels faltering? Who knows? Remains to be seen, but it's not exactly a good look to lose to a team that I know we had kind of written off. <laughs> um, yeah. Be interesting to see what they do against the Giants with this series, and then the Astros and Rangers is a brutal test next week. Would you blame Otani for taking a start off here and there throughout the rest of the season? Um, no, probably not. It would depend. Um, I think it would depend There's, on the team. There's seven and a half games back. This guy is. I mean, I heard Trevor Plouffe made this point, and I just kind of want to bring it on here. I don't sure. want to give credit where credit's due. But this dude is coming towards a half a billion dollar contract minimum. Yeah. If your team is not in playoff contention, I don't think anybody's going to blame the guy for taking the start off. And I don't care who the opponent is, really, if you're seven and a half games back. That's fair. I mean, I, I get it. You're... And it's still early now. Like, this is talking more about end of August, yes. middle September, right? Yeah. But you still got two full months of baseball to go. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. Um, I hope, I hope it's, I hope the Angels are in more of a position to, to compete. Um, I just, there's, I don't see a path where they can make the playoffs. Like, I don't see the Angels outplaying Seattle, Toronto, Houston, or Tampa down the stretch. And that's essentially what they have to do now. Yeah. They would have to... Well, it... it Significantly outplay. For me, it's... it's Yeah, they'd have to outplay... I don't know. I could see... I could see I could them see outplaying getting Seattle, close. but that still leaves Toronto, Houston, Tampa. Like, yeah, it leaves a lot. It's... Look, the AL is brutal. Um, It is a... It is a rough, rough wild card to get into. Um, yeah, I could see him beating out Seattle. Houston is a tough one. Um, Tampa, I don't know, man. Tampa has not Tampa's looked the same. Hard. They have not looked the same in the second half. Um, but they had such a significant lead. Like they did. Dude, they have almost twelve games on the Angels. Like the no, Angels are not sure. making up twelve they're games. A, on the they are a mile ahead. For sure. Yeah. They I mean that's that is the benefits of starting hot. It almost doesn't no, matter sure. how cold you get. You know, you, you have the Oh, because they've been ice. If not, they have not been good. Um I mean they've been six of their last four. They're not I mean, atrocious. Yeah, they're not horrible. But you know. It honestly it's props like they still have the second best record in the AL and third best in the entire league. Like it's not like they've been horrible. Honestly, if anything, we need to be giving extra props to Baltimore. Baltimore's been nuts, man. Although I do have a gripe with the with them this week, but well, the announcer, yeah, dude, that's so much stuff happened this morning. So much stuff. I mean, this happened today. <laughs> yeah, let's let's talk about this. Why we bring it up? Because it's not that well. Long. It's related to the Rays as well. Is the thing? Yeah. So exactly. o- Orioles announcer, um, Kevin Brown. Um, this was. I mean, and have you seen the clip that this is allegedly talking about? Yes. Okay. Fantastic work. Good. It's a great. It is a totally just well executed, uh, good pregame like, like yeah, analytical like, discussion. That's all it is. We, we've been bad against this team, but look at this year. Right, and it's it's Kevin Brown showing. It's a whole a whole bunch of stats talking about how the Rays have had the Orioles number for for the last few years, but this year they've played them really really well, and it's showing like hey. You know, the the way that this franchise has played against the, the against the Rays in the past is we're turning it for way the better. We've got the division lead. We're doing really well. All of that kind of stuff. The Orioles organization t- was just like, you're talking trash about the Orioles. You are suspended from the booth. What? Yeah. I'm sorry. I mean, what? What I found out is this isn't even the first time it's happened because do you know who the Orioles fired? They fired John Miller. John Miller, yeah. Who's now a fantastic radio announcer with the Giants. Incredible. It's just like, what are we doing here? And it's funny. Um, I don't know if you've seen uh, all of these. Dude, like every other booth in the majors is talking crap about the Orioles because of this. 
No, good. Like Gary like, Cohen of the New York Mets broadcast, which is an awesome broadcast booth, went on like a full like good minute rant of just like you guys are dumb, you're stupid. Twenty nine yeah. other teams are now gonna want this dude. <laughs> I'm <laughs> like, literally looking. Why Twitter, would you do that? Rob has said I've now heard several baseball broadcasts come out in support of Kevin Brown tonight. I'm sure there are even more that I haven't heard. Yeah. It's so dope that people are coming out and supporting him because he did good work. It was good work, like, dude. Yep. An announcer that's only ever positive and doesn't bring up the negatives when they're obvious is a bad announcer. If the negatives yes. are obvious, you need to at least be able to say what they are. Yeah. And like, like, yes, the Rays have been really good at baseball and the Orioles have been really bad for quite some time. Yes, yeah. it's changed now, but you can't get mad at that. Yeah, it, it is the most just like. I. It's such a baffling, like, I can't imagine the the mental place you have to be in as an organization to 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 sp well, like, spin it that way in your head to remove a winning. dude from the booth. Yeah. That's it's the so thing. wild. If they were still, like, last in the division and absolute trash and you get mad at it, it's like, well, that's dumb, but I guess you're just tired of having the negative whatever push. You have 70 wins. You're the best team in American League Baseball right now. How is this hurting your feelings? Yeah. I, 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 no idea. It is It is unreal. Tied for the best record in baseball, by the way. Yeah. yeah. With the Atlanta Braves, who, who... Well, they have more losses than the Braves. So yeah, they played more games. But t still. Yeah, Atlanta, Atlanta would point is, technically have tied, the edge. Tied for wins but with wins, a team that yeah. everybody is basically saying is a shoe-in for a World Series appearance. The best... Like, if you say the Braves are the best team in baseball, nobody's batting an eye at that. Yeah. For good reason. But nobody's right. batting an eye at but it. But that's the and thing. the same amount of wins. Yeah. Nuts. It's, it is baffling. I, I, I hope one of two things happens. I either hope... That the Orioles realize, wow, we're stupid. Kevin Brown, you're back in the booth. Or, frankly, what I actually want to happen, I just want him to meet. I just want him to show up in a different booth, like next week. I I hope it does. <laughs> Which would just I mean, be awesome. And I hope it's like a good team, like not like yeah. the A's. But I would love, <laughs> I would love to see him go to basically anyone. <laughs> Dude. Um. I just gotta come back yeah. to this, something real quick. Is the Yanks aren't a full on tailspin, dude? <laughs> Garrett Cole just hit Tim Anderson with a fastball. <laughs> on the oh arm. man! And now Aaron Boone got ejected for mocking Laz Diaz. And one of the hilarious little things I've ever seen. <laughs> like, do the I'm gonna send you this video God. right now. The ball's like outside. He like marks where it is in the dirt, and then like backs up like he's Laz Diaz and like rings the dude up. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, an unhinged rage. To be, to be fair, Laz Diaz kind of terrible. Oh, so horrible. Um, I'm not. Hey, I'm ooh, not defending Laz Diaz. <laughs> not as bad as uh uh, uh dude. Wow. Funny that <laughs> this name hasn't been brought up that much this year because he's not been umpiring most of the year. Dude, Angel Hernandez came in and just missed like 25 calls. <laughs> it was yeah. so bad. Wasn't there the call at second that was like super obvious? Yeah, he, like, it was so bad. You know, like everybody knew. And he was yeah, just man. like, yeah, that dude's awful. Anyway, um, let's talk about the team that's currently beating the Yankees. Dude, the Chicago White Sox. What dude? What is going on? The 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 vibes horrendous. Yeah, man. I don't even know what to say. Like that, that's what's it's, it's, crazy. It's, like Let's the dysfunction let's, there. Okay, let's, let's maybe start, start with, with what exposed all of this. What started all of it? Yeah. So or, yeah, J Ram. They're playing the they're playing the Guardians. Slides into second base. I still don't know why he was upset about this tag from Tim Anderson. It seemed pretty normal. Tim Anderson was just standing above him in like a slightly weird position. Maybe words were exchanged. I don't know. Frankly, I don't really care. But they popped up. And they full-on, like, hockey stanced, like, ready to fight. Oh, they, well, Tim Anderson threw his glove down and, like, yeah. got ready to box. And right. Jose Ramirez was like, oh, we're okay. doing this. <laughs> yeah, all right, dude. But that's what I mean, like, full-on hockey stance. Like, you see that in hockey when people are like, we're throwing down? We're th let's do it yeah. then. And 
uh, it went pretty one-sided. Uh, well, it was pretty close until the end where Jose Ramirez is being pulled away by a teammate, which I can't remember who, it, but yeah. by a White Sox teammate. And as he's being pulled away, he just like wildly throws this like slap right punch. hook to the jaw. Yeah. Just like it was like a slap, but his hands in a fist and yeah. just catches Anderson and Anderson goes down. Yeah. Uh, man, and th- tough. And shout out to the White Sox. I believe it was the radio announcer. Oh, who goes from casting a baseball game just to a fight seamlessly Instant. into being a boxing announcer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just starts Perfectly. yelling down goes Anderson. It's yeah. amazing. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Tim Anderson gets straight up dropped. Um, <laughs> wobble walks, wobble walks yeah. off the field with the help of, of some teammates. Tons of, I mean, just an, uh, wild. You never see it in baseball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like so, an actual proper like fight. I mean, this is going to go down in the history books. Like you ask about fights in baseball. The most recent one everyone talks about is Bautista Odor. And that happened quite some time ago. Oh, that's not the most recent one I think of. I think of Amir Garrett. <laughs> I think of Amir that's Garrett fair. versus the world. <laughs> I, I I think that one doesn't get thought of as much because it just ends up being a lot of like huddle. Well, because it ends up While, being a like, lot of nothing. One, well, it ends up being really a lot of nothing. Much. But also yeah. it's Amir Garrett and one, nobody really cares about significant punch. Yeah, well. It's also not superstars yeah. on the level of Bautista and, <laughs> and, and Jose Ramirez and yeah. Anderson. Yeah. So either way, although I did see one absolutely hilarious comment, which was, um, uh, let's see if I can find it again. Uh, most fight I've seen out of the AL Central all year, um, <laughs> which <laughs> that's brutal. Which is true because we've talked about a lot. They suck. It's a bad division. So Jose either Ramirez way. has made two interesting quotes. Uh, one was after the game. So the one after the game was, I think he's been disrespecting the game for a while now. It's not just from today. I've been having the chance to tell him during the game. As the play happened, he tagged me really hard, as he's been doing to a lot of players. And then he wanted to fight, so I defended myself. So, I mean, there's some to that. Like, Tim Anderson is having a career worse year. Just in general. Awful. like. And statistically, he has lost himself a significant amount of money just statistically. Also, this stuff doesn't help with the amount of money he's lost this offseason. But he he is frustrated and he is playing like a frustrated player. So the aggressive tags and stuff like that, like those are all things that go into the frustration. And then Jose Ramirez started chirping at him and he would probably just like, oh, let's fight. Uh, and then the quote Jose Ramirez made today, let me find it. He went on a TV show. He was uh, interviewed by the Hector Gomez. Uh, it was a Spanish interview, so this was translated to English. But he said, in the light of recent events, I want to say to the public that I deeply regret what happened between me and Tim Anderson, who I consider a very good baseball player. I've been trying to reach out to him directly and apologize, but haven't received an answer, which, I mean, I'm not sense. surprised. Yeah, everyone who knows me knows, well, I'm not someone who's out there looking for trouble. I've been a part of, it's been a part of my personality and behavior to give 100% every day at the field and help my team and trying to be an example for the younger players on my team. I want to reiterate, apologize, apologies for my behavior. And as always, my goal is to help my team win and reach the postseason. I want to thank everyone in my organization, my teammates, blah, 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 support. Um, I mean, I think the quote today, that was a good quote. Just be like, look, I didn't want that to happen. I, it just kind of spur of the moment thing. I apologize, blah, yeah. blah. John Boy just released his breakdown five minutes ago, and I really want to <laughs> watch that right now, but we will keep no. on going. <laughs> For the people, I will wait till after the podcast. Um, but, it, I mean, dude, it's tough. Like, Tim Anderson, I think it was all frustration. And Jose Ramirez, like, I could see him being a don't disrespect the game type guy. Clearly he is because he sure. said after the game that was his problem. Yeah. Uh, this John Boy video looks like this started quite some time ago. I'm sure. I don't know. I want to watch that video. It's going to be on my mind rent free. But uh, it's. But and then we hear this. Yeah, it's starting now. More, so now continue. it's just pulling out a ton of stuff from the White Sox locker room. Yeah. Of just okay. like whether it's. Uh, Kanan Middleton coming out and and saying making the Yankees not look dysfunctional. Yeah, making it almost seem like they're 
reasonable. I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, Middleton coming out. Um, I don't have what he said at handy. Let's... Here, I'll pull it up right now. But um, the crazy thing while we bring this up is that um, guess who the Yankees are currently playing? The White Sox. The White Sox. Uh, so I don't have the full quote, but Middleton ripped the White Sox no rules culture, saying even rookies were sleeping in the bullpen mid-game. The second I found out I was traded, I shaved my face. I was ready to play by their rules because all I want to do is win. <laughs> yeah. So clearly he did not think uh, he was excited to have some rules. Yeah, it's hard to please people when there are no rules. So he was just going in about how the White Sox have no rules and players do whatever they want. And it's kind of expanded into like people showed up late to meetings with no like yeah. without getting in trouble. Like people were just taking naps. People weren't showing up to practices and like, yeah. And then, dude, that is insane. And now, and then you hear that from Kane and Middleton, and you're like, mm-hmm. "All right, but who are you?" And then yeah. Lance Lynn goes, "I was there a lot longer than Key was. He's not yeah. wrong." <laughs> well, the crazy part is he went on AJ Przinsky's podcast. Yeah, and that and he, AJ like asked him straight up, and he's like, "Just he's like, oh, I'll tell you everything he's wrong about." And then Nothing. just goes dead silent. He's like, <laughs> AJ's like, okay, I think I get you. And he's, and then that's when Lancelin's like, yeah, like he, everything he said is like, yeah, I was there a lot longer. Which means like this issue is deeply embedded. And do you know what? You know who I point a lot of this blame at? Whoa, whoa, whoa! It's it better our not boy. Be, it better not be Tony. It's, it's our boy it better, Tony. Better not be my boy Tony Larusa. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, uh, Tony did not seem uh, capable of being a manager, and I think this just kind of adds to that. Yeah, it it uh, definitely seems like yeah the, the his sort of seeming inability to be a manager just he wasn't able to handle it. But the interesting thing for that is I don't he wasn't. Well, I guess I he know. he was just unable to write the ship because Tony La Russa wasn't managing for the White Sox for that long. Yeah, I mean, it's, it definitely started before him and he definitely didn't do any fixing. Yeah, it. so like it, uh, it just makes me think about like, well, I don't know. Was it Renteria who sort of did the whole thing? Renteria was the manager yeah. was there right before Tony La Russa. Maybe it was him. And then Tony La Russa just couldn't handle it and just kind of let it fall apart. Did it start even before that? I don't know. You, you um, know who I blame? I blame the veterans on the team. Sure. Where was Jose That's Abreu true. during that? Even though he's gone, where was Jose Abreu? Where is Yasmani Grandal? Where like more stuff that came out between how Grandal and Anderson got in a fight before All-Star break because uh, Grandal wasn't playing the last game before the All-Star break, so he just was going to fly home start his all-star break year early and tim anderson like got very upset about that he like yelled at him apparently and was like i'll buy your flight get out of here if you don't want to be here i don't want you here and uh yeah i don't know i it's just like grandall is a player who should be a veteran right like and sure. like anderson should be a veteran clearly anderson but i mean you've, has you've a... got other guys who were on that team for a long time you guys like lucas giolito who's been around yeah. on that team for a long time or a guy like maybe you know Maybe a guy like Rodon leaving. Who knows? I don't know. You can, we could draw all kinds of weird, you know, whatever we think went wrong or could go wrong or whatever. But it's a mess yeah. over there in Chicago right now. Yeah, man. They, I, I think Chicago's legitimate only option is they have to blow it up. Oh, yeah. Like, at this point, they're at the point of no return. Like, you got to drop a nuke on that roster. Anybody that has value is gone. Dylan Cease, gone. Anderson's obviously gone. I mean, maybe Luis Robert is the one guy you can hold on to. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. A freakishly talented. But yeah. Like Moncada, gone. Like everyone has to just. Yeah. Uh, and and the worst rebuild. part, the, the thing that's going to really suck for it is you're going to have to sell a lot of these players for pennies on the dollar. Like, it's going to. It's going to. It's going to get a lot After worse before this, it gets yeah. better. No, for sure. Like, it's going to get a lot worse. So, it... it yeah, I, yeah. 
Uh, unless unless the White Sox really think that they can bring in people who can culture shift no and they're willing to spend that money, I don't buy it. <laughs> but it may, the thing is the thing is, dude, that has to be such a deep rooted issue with it being team wide. Yeah, you just have to blow it up. Like it doesn't matter who you bring in if none of the players are gonna buy in. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I think you gotta drop the biggest nuke all time on that roster. Yeah, uh, it's. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, you wanna? Oh, we've talked a little bit about the Yankees. <laughs> we forgot to mention <laughs> Carlos Rodon. <laughs> oh yeah. He's uh, uh, he's on the injured list for 15 days after returning <laughs> after a bunch of horrendous starts. Yeah, he has uh, not been good. He's... Man, the Giants. Uh... Boy, oh boy. <laughs> Rodon might have been more valuable for the Yankees uh, in the first half of the season when he wasn't playing. <laughs> oh, ouch. <laughs> yeah, man. It's not been yeah, good. That's all I got to say about that. It's not been good at all. Um, uh yeah, I don't know what else on that one. The next pitcher injury. Uh, Poor Hyunjin dude. Hyunjin Ryu was pitching an absolute gem today, and this it makes me so sad. So his first start back, he was all right. He looked, he looked, he looked like it was a restart, but he was absolutely dealing today. It would have been a, it would have been perfect through four innings if they got a strikeout call correct. But either way, still was hitless through four innings, um, but took a comebacker off the knee. And was pretty obviously in pain coming off the field. So but my question was: watching the video, did it hit his knee? I don't. It's. It looked like it hit his foot, and he's holding his knee. So I was yeah, wondering I, if it's like an ACL. I have no idea. I mean, obviously, I, it happened today. We need to wait for more to come out. We need to wait for more to ha- to for, Dude, for more to come out. But yeah, watching this video, this th- looks like it hits him in the foot. I don't know. I was going off of whatever the Jays originally said, and they were like, knee. I was like, all right. Well, I mean, it could, I'm like, it clearly is a knee injury. Like, you see him down holding his knee, or they yeah. said it hit him in the knee. They said he let, well, yeah, they said he was hit in the knee. And then I was like, well, maybe not. But he did get hit twice. Did he get take two comebacks? Oh, he got whatever. hit earlier. Because in the, in the, he did clip, get hit they talk about him getting hurt early. In. So. He got hit twice. Maybe that. But uh, he's in either a way. lot of pain when he it, goes down. Like yes, and that's, that's why I kind of think it might be not ACL, fun. because that's a like that's how you see guys roll around when they like tear their ACL or some. Sh- I stuff like that. if it's an ACL, I'm gonna be so sad because Hyunjin Ryu is just such a good dude who just came back from Tommy John to he just, just to immediately. To just immediately have another long-term injury would suck so bad. Yeah, man. So, I'm hoping well, not. But, it is not all bleak for the Jays. Because, some dude named Davis Schneider. Yeah. <laughs> Holy. The 29th ranked prospect in their 29th ranked org prospect. Another Blue Jays special, as it turns out. Another infield-outfielder uh, hybrid guy. Jays were getting, they got flack at the trade deadline. They didn't go out and get a bat. They had a secret weapon. His name is Davis Schneider. He's got a beautiful mustache. And he came out and just tore the Red Sox apart. This dude has been in the league now for four games. And he has gotten nine hits in 17 at bats for a cool 529 average, 1400 OPS, and two home runs. Yeah, man, this has been a crazy year for like rookies coming up on fire. I mean, beyond your boy Schneider, I mean, the Giants had it with Schmidt and then Bailey. Uh, the Reds had it with De La Cruz. I mean, some of it goes great, like De La Cruz, where the guy's still up playing yeah. well. And then some of it goes like Casey Schmidt, where the Giants just send him down. Yeah, so but I mean, like, uh... <laughs> unlike, yeah, but I mean, even like, unlike a De La Cruz thing, like Schneider was not yeah, on anyone's radar. <laughs> This nobody, is true. nobody knew who this dude was and like even when he got called up it was kind of like okay but like why, why? <laughs> i mean i guess all right yeah and they had him well, hitting out of like the eighth spot or something and he just drops a four hit game on the on the red Sox, and everyone's like oh dang who's this guy <laughs> yeah well i really hope uh 
he can maintain this success. That would be a very fun. I would love that. Um, I don't know where he totally fits into the Jays as far as like lineups is concerned. It's a sort of weird situation. Um, he was playing left field today. Um, I think he was. Has he been in left field? No, he's playing second base. I think yesterday. Eh, whatever. I mean, he could just be a super utility guy. Just which, which the opening spot is right. Which is cool, but also the Jays have like four of those dudes now. <laughs> You can never have enough utility guys if they're hitting well. No, for sure. And I agree. So now you've got a guy like Schneider who can do utility. Merrifield, who's who can play wherever. Uh, Kevin Biggio does it. Espinal does it. So, yeah. I mean, the Jays, the Jays can really can literally roll out the same nine dudes with like five different weird position <laughs> variations. So, you know. Yeah, I mean, that's what the Giants would love to be able to do. I mean, they pretty much do do it anyways. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah. Although uh... I, I do want to say I don't know if you've seen the the Brandon Belt clip from the Red Sox series that was so funny. No. Um, Belt got they uh they got him on the hot mic, and uh, he he took a pitch high and tight, and you could hear him go, "Oh my God, can I take my base? I'm scared." Yeah. <laughs> I did hear that. <laughs> Brandon Bell is hilarious. <laughs> on like a, like a like a two ball count or something. He's just like, I want to go. <laughs> Dude, anyway, how how have we gone this far without mentioning an Oakland A legend? Legend. Another one bites the dust. Yeah. As Ra- Ramon Laureano was DFA'd. A single tier. He was probably the last player on that roster. I think from he there. literally was. From their last damn dominant run. Uh, uh I'm yeah, I'm pretty sure literally was the last yeah. player from the, like the last the, name state at least. A player we'd recognize. Sure. Well um, the last like yeah, guy who played starting yeah. who yeah. played starting stuff. I mean, I don't I never understood why they didn't trade him when they traded everyone else. No clue. He, he was probably he was probably the one that had some of the most value, weirdly enough. Well he at least at the PD time he's suspension. So I think that's True. probably ultimately why he didn't end up going anywhere. But he is now out in Cleveland, which I kind of like that for the Guardians. I like it for the Guardians, too. Uh, it, I mean, it doesn't make me think that they're going to win. Oh, no, but for them. he's he's a Guardians type of player. Just oh, grindy. for sure. Like, I think it's a good fit. Like, if Loriano does something to, like, help the Guardians win a game or two, like, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I could see it. it yeah, it makes sense for him to be a pickup. Yeah. What else should we talk about? Have we mentioned everything this week? Um, man, I don't know. Like, it was a good got our first Paul Seawald uh, appearance. Um, Seawald has not been great for us. <laughs> no, he has not. It was our first good Seawald appearance. Uh, oh, okay. Well, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I feel bad. like, but yeah. um, yeah, he's the. I think it's just rough for the Diamondbacks. It, it is what it is. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I did want to bring up uh, <laughs> players that I like playing really bad. Joey Gallo's been not good, like, at all. <laughs> I don't know if you've looked at Joey Gallo's splits. Yeah, um, I, I saw something today that said he, like, struck out in, like, 50% of his plate appearances he, or something this year. He has a 53.2% K percentage. Yeah, that's... uh Since May 1st, which is basically the whole year. That's less than ideal. No, it's not good. It's also like kind of what you expect from Gallo, but he's also not hitting well either. Um, yeah. Yeah. Typically, typically what you expect from Gallo is about uh, 40% strikeouts, uh, about 30% walks, and then the rest is home runs. <laughs> and he's doing 50 plus percent strikeouts, and then uh, the rest of it's just, just outs, just regular outs. <laughs> yeah. So. Not ideal. Uh, less than ideal. <laughs> yeah, not uh, not great. The rest of the twins, I don't know. They're they're doing okay, but not okay. Good. Um, what's a team you will pronounce dead right now? Oh God, that's like that we wouldn't have pronounced dead like before the trade deadline. Oh, like so not including the like. I that's too soon. Tigers. That's too soon. That's what I want. I want you to pronounce someone dead. That's way too soon. Um, that I would, I mean, 
yeah, I don't know that I wouldn't have pronounced dead before the deadline. Um, boy, if anybody, maybe Cincinnati. Oh, that's actually very hot takey. I like that because they're still in a wild card spot. Yeah, I just don't. I think I think what I what I see from Cincinnati still worries me enough that I think that either either the Cubs take that spot. Harlan's going to take that spot. I will um, pronounce mine's not as hot takey as yours, but I will pronounce the Arizona Diamondbacks as dead. They will not be making the playoffs. Yeah, I mean they were a they're an interesting one before. I think we both went similar veins with that though. We both went with the young teams that like were very hot and have kind sure. of faltered. Yeah, and I guess I, that well, makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I mean the 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 Reds kind of burned brighter for a little bit of a briefer oh, for time. Sure. But the Diamondbacks had the better record for a while. For sure. The DX were just getting it done on a more regular basis, and now they're not. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I I see less super worrying stuff out of the D-backs, I think. Um, like, the D-backs have had a lot of stuff where you're just like, ooh, that's not great, but not, like, objectively terrible. Um, yeah. You know, whereas, like, for the Reds, you know, you could I mean, you could be like, oh, that's oh, that well, that's not that bad. But then you like, yeah, well, Luke Weaver is flirting with a seven ERA. Like, let's maybe that's bad. That's objectively just not good at all. Um, and like both the Reds and the Diamondbacks, you could argue their best player is a rookie. And that's just not like not to say rookies can't be good and rookies can't dominate. But if you have to rely on a rookie to win, I don't like your odds. It is a less consistent uh option for sure so you may have already kind of answered this when you said the reds but i was gonna say what team do you think has a run in them that we may not see coming Ooh, a run in them that we have that we don't see coming oh uh i i went with may not see coming because it like you could see a run out of a lot of these teams sure miami you get me Ooh, a little miami run i that would be interesting. Shout out Miami for trading for Jake Burger and then having a $5 burger day to celebrate it. Awesome. Right after. And then sold a <laughs> stupid amount of burgers too, which that is I mean, you like, should. And see, Burger got out of the dysfunction of the White Sox. Yeah. And now they're selling burgers. Yeah. Like, no, I, but for me, for at least reasoning wise of, of why I think yeah. that the, the Marlins hitting has gotten a lot better or at the very least a lot more consistent, even out of guys that, you know, you don't expect that much out of like Brian De La Cruz, your everyday corner outfielder. Yeah. Are you expecting him to put up insane numbers? No, but still him getting on base at a three fourteen, totally acceptable. Like, so yeah, here's my question about your Marlins pick. Sure. Does this, Saying they're going to go on a run. Yeah. Does this require Jazz Chisholm to be healthy? No. <laughs> okay, because if you're, if you're expecting anything from that guy. Uh... No, I, I fully expect it to be propped up by sort of you're going to get you're going to get things where like guys like De La Cruz are going to get on base. Guys like Jesus Sanchez have, have been doing really, really well. Obviously, Arias, you just expect to be on base literally every time he's at the plate. Um, Jorge Soler. You know, sure, the average isn't there. Who cares? He's hitting 27 bombs. The dude's an absolute. I mean, an absolute there blast. too. Sure. And now you've like, got Jake Berger, who's who's also got that kind of similar, you know, amount of power. But then also you've you've got a pitching staff that's just good, like just really solid. And even good. at and even at their worst is still pretty serviceable. And at their best, one of the better rotations in baseball. So. Like, you know, you, you look at a guy like, you know, Sandy, he's your reigning Cy Young. Yeah, he's had a super down year, but his, you know, couple of his recent starts have been electric. Jesus Lazardo, absolutely more than capable of just putting on an absolute show. Um, you know, Braxton Garrett has been pretty they good. They traded for Josh Bell. I forgot about that. Yeah. So, so they brought in Bell and Berger. So Berger's playing third, third. Bell's playing first interesting so didn't they get did they move garrett cooper uh i think they moved garrett cooper they may have moved garrett cooper 
I don't remember. I feel like that's a name. I yes, heard. they did. They moved him to um the uh, Padres. Okay, so they have no Gary Cooper. They have Josh Bell. Josh Bell's been playing. I mean, it's only been six only been games, a couple games, but, yeah. but he has an eighty well. OPS. We never saw anything Bell's? like that. Yeah, I mean, in Cleveland, not in Cleveland, but Bell is Bell's shown to be a pretty pretty dang capable hitter. So, man, dude, Cleveland's gonna be they they are gonna be mad if Josh Bell goes to Miami <laughs> and plays well. It does really like you well. Finally, you finally spend big on a player. Yeah. <laughs> But and then you have to trade him because he sucks. But yeah. Either way, I I absolutely could see the Marlins putting together a, a really solid run. I mean, they've had a pretty solid season already. I mean, they're granted they're yeah. they've been down recently. Um, two and eight in the last which, ten's not ideal. But I mean, the fact that being two and eight in your last ten and you're still you know above five hundred when most people would have written you off as dead before the season started. Yeah, we, we take those. Very fair. I'm trying to see. Who has a run in them? I mean, I would love to say the Angels, but I'm done trusting the Angels. Like, that's why <laughs> I didn't believe in them after the deadline. Yeah. I, they lost my faith last year. Last year was my last chance of believing in the Angels when they got off to that hot start. I went all in for the Angels, and they made me look like a bozo. So I will not say the Angels. Do you yeah. know what? I think your Marlins pick is the best pick for this question I gave. Like they are the most prepared to kind of go on a run and be like, oh, I didn't think you'd make it to the playoffs after the trade deadline. Yeah, because they like low key bought. They low key bought. Which is, well, they also bought it pretty much exactly what they needed. Yeah. And it was like a weird deadline where like most people that bought weren't in playoff contention. Right. And which is weird. <laughs> it is weird. But also, yeah, whatever. But also they're in the NL, which has a much easier or at least more clear ways of entry into a postseason spot like they don't have to do nearly as much as other teams in their position like you know you're looking at a team that's got 58 wins and like when we were talking about the al we weren't even talking about boston or the yankees in that conversation no, i said i said they're both done yeah and they're both this at, is fair and they're both 58 win teams in the al so you're, you're looking at an nl at an nl wild card and at 58 wins, Marlins are a game and a half out of a spot. And I could absolutely, and like Cincinnati's the one that they're, that they would be chasing. And I don't see Cincinnati holding on to that. Um, Chicago Cubs are right and there. Speaking with them. of, speaking of the central, the Brewers don't have that big of a lead either at 61 wins. Right. And so, so that division's still wide open. The central. Oh. NL Central the Cubs, could, the Reds and the Brewers. Yeah, NL Central, we could totally I, I could totally see a world where the NL Central is won by the Cubs and neither the neither the Brewers Dude, or Reds have a spot. That would be insane. But like it's possible. Like no, we're only like four I mean, games. Very... Like four ish games of difference, yeah. and that's totally a thing that happens. So Yeah, no, that's extremely possible. Like the Cubs very well could win this deadline, and I mean they're the only buyers or they're the only ones who didn't sell when everyone thought they were going to sell that it's like made the right decision yeah right like we thought the who else did we think was going to sell like the yankees should have sold yankees should have sold god the yankees should have the sold. angels Ugh. the angels should have sold and didn't sell i like, well i think that the angels just should have bought harder but that's a different problem i Dude, the, like we, I don't understand how you could have those two opposing viewpoints when the Yankees are two games up on the Angels. Like the Angels, because at the time, because at the time the Angels were still sitting third and not that far behind Houston, and the like, Yankees were say, still last. You say bought harder, but like who? Yeah, like they went after Giolito. Sure, like that. Like that's a pretty big buy. They got some other pieces, like. I just think it would have been a crazy ass to ask the angels to buy harder. Yeah, I guess, I guess, especially to, when to you be... might lose Otani. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I think the angels have to buy in order to buy, like they have to buy in order to keep Otani. They're, they're stuck in think... this weird catch 22, where if they phone it in and sell, they're going to lose Otani no matter what. But if they want to yeah. keep Otani, you have to try, you have to purchase, you have to get somebody and try to do it in order to keep Otani. And so you're in this situation with, as, as the angels where it's like, how much are you, how much are you willing to spend to have a better chance to spend a lot more? <laughs> 
Yeah, I don't think they're financially built like that though to I, buy yeah. that heavy at the deadline and pay Otani. Yeah, and that's like, that's fair. that's probably why they built how they they bought how they did. Yeah, which is that you but, basically you're you're trying to buy the minimum to try to put a winning product on the field in the hopes to get a playoff spot, and so far not working. Yeah, I I don't think the Angels are gonna make. I just I I don't see a path. You're an LA team. You should have you should have the money. Come on. Well, yeah, but their owners. Uh, yeah, I know their owners. Are bozo. <laughs> stupid. Yeah, no. There's just not a path to the playoffs this year for them. I just I too many things have to go wrong for too many teams for the Angels to make the playoffs. Hmm. Yeah, probably true. Like I just. Well, like I don't see Houston or Texas dipping enough where the Angels can overtake either of those. Yeah, for Houston, the division, that's right. That's going to be a tough one. And yeah, like that's Tampa, not a spot we've been talking about the slide, but like Tampa would have to slide far. Yeah, I, now, Tampa I, started more, off so hot. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I mean, I could see a world where Seattle Toronto falters a ton, Toronto falters a ton. I could see the Jays faltering. Toronto's the only playoff spot that I think those teams could potentially take. Like, if someone wants a playoff spot, it's they have Toronto to take to it lose. from Toronto. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't, I think Houston's in, I think Tampa's in. Like, Toronto's the one where we're like, if someone's gonna, if one of these four teams below them is gonna take a spot, it's gonna have to be from Toronto. Yep. And I just, I don't know if that's gonna happen. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it is Toronto's spot to lose. And look, to be fair, there's a lot of avenues where Toronto's can lose it. So, well, yeah, being the one where everyone's gunning for you is like, not always a spot you want to be. <laughs> well, sure, but it's also not like a like I mean, but like for example, right? If we said like this spot is Houston's to lose, right? You'd be mm -hmm. like, yeah, well they're not going to lose it though. Cuz it's Houston. <laughs> you know? Yeah, whereas exactly. With, that, whereas, that's whereas with like, Toronto, there's a half game between them. There's yeah. a reason we're saying Toronto and not Houston because Right. like Houston's Houston. Houston's Houston, they're built a little bit they built they've they've earned different. the respect. Well, they've earned that it's, respect. It's not even just though that they've earned the respect, but you also just look at the status of Houston's roster right now. And oh, then yeah. you look at the status of the Jays roster and you kind of go, "Oh, yeah, the Jays are kind of hurt." <laughs> like yeah. pretty badly. <laughs> like and and even in the ways that they're not, you know, just strictly like IL hurt, like you're looking at, you know, your guy that you thought was the ace at the start of, you know, at the start of the season in Alec Manoa all over the place like your closer didn't he have a good start against the yankees <laughs> he had a oh yeah it was, it was the an, red sox it was an okay start it was, against it was fine he's he's it was had like ups his best one in a while yeah it was his best one in a while but he's had pretty major ups and downs but yeah you look at the rest of that of that team right now and like your closer is on the il your other best reliever is on the il granted you just picked up a couple more so that's good um but you know your everyday shortstop on the IL. Now, got DeYoung, that's really good. So, you know, they're, they're they're filling the holes where they've needed to, which is really good, but that doesn't mean the holes aren't there. <laughs> so, yeah, no, his last start wasn't that good. I don't know what I'm talking about. I mean, yeah. he went six point six and two-thirds. Manoa... Three runs on that's, two bombs. That's the way Manoa's <laughs> always pitched, though. Manoa will always fight for his innings. Every time. It doesn't matter how yeah. wild he is. He fights for his innings. Um, so yeah, especially I, against Houston when he threw a third of it. <laughs> yikes. Yikes, yikes, that was yikes. A, that was a low blow there. <laughs> well, you know, beginning of the, of the end for that one, but either way point is it is the Jays spot to lose. I think, um, you know, but the Jays also had a really good deadline to try to prevent that. So yeah, all things considered, you know, it, it's a it's a tough place for the Angels to make a run. So I agree. I don't I don't really think that the Angels have that much of a route in. And if they do, it would it would be miraculous. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, do you have anything else for this week? Um, I don't think so. Uh, other than just like this was the week of of baseball trying to keep up with football as far as like CTE, dude. Like, this was the this, this was the head trauma week. Head trauma week. <laughs> that is rough, man. Uh, whoa, what was I going to say? The MVP race in the National League is getting closer than it was thought to be. In the You're beginning. right. It's going to be Ha Sung Kim. 
Uh, no. Yes, it is. He has been the best infielder in baseball. Uh, okay. But that I stand mean... by that. <laughs> I know it doesn't mean uh, that he's going to beat Acuna. Yeah. I mean, I would say Freddie Freeman might nah. still have that edge. Nah. But does Freddie Unless Freeman pay? Does Freddie Freeman play three positions? But how how does that? Ah, it doesn't matter. play three positions. More <laughs> positions, better player. Obviously, that's how that works. Uh, that's how the Jays treat uh, their players. Obviously, that's how it works. Yeah. Well, Freddie Freeman has overtaken Acuna in OPS, so shout out him. Yeah, I, I think it's I think still Acuna, Acuna slides. It's yeah, still dude, Acuna. the steals Acuna has it's like so fifty three stolen bases, so twenty five bombs. I just yeah, you, I don't know how you can't get <laughs> Acuna. Fifty three steals really is just an absolutely obnoxious number, dude. For the point of season we're in, especially. Yeah, who's even who's even second? Hold on, second in steals. Asteri Ruiz has forty four. Yeah. I mean, second in National League is Carroll with 36 and then 27, so it's a big jump down after that. Yeah, that's wild. That is... <laughs> but, anyway, ha Kim, he's top 10 in all of baseball and on base percentage. He's up there with Mookie Betts, and Mookie Betts is having an incredible year. Mm. ha Kim. Kim. Also, ha Kim, Kim plays plus defense at three infield positions. Yeah, way to go. Yeah, he's uh, only the second middle infielder in the top 10 for OPS. I mean, the other one The is dude needs Arias, to but... put respect on ha Kim's name. The dude's having an incredible year. No, he is. He definitely, definitely is. And I think with that, we're going to wrap up this episode. Indeed. Me and Adam went a little bit rogue today. Ah, always do. Good thing, good thing this wasn't like a month out where football has started. Then we'd really go rogue. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. I'm actually down on football this year. But we could talk about that some other time. For this, we'll see you guys next week. See you. Goodbye.